You are listening to Stream, the South African mental health and business podcast, and I am your host, Marisa Tully. So today's little solo episode, I've actually quite conveniently decided to film and record in my tracksuit post a very relaxing start to the morning, um, did something uh, that's unusual for me in terms of my routine and went for a nice slow swim. So if you are watching me on camera, then um, excuse the sight. But today we're going to be chatting about a couple of things that completely changed my mental health for the good. Um, Certain habits, tools and things I started implementing over the past couple of years and I cannot tell you what a massive impact it's had on me positively um, and particularly on my mental health. So let's get straight into it. I was going to start off with just mentioning three things because these sorts of podcast episodes can get so tedious, um, especially if you are listening while you're on the go and you don't have much time. But as I was writing these down, there were just way more than three things that I've started implementing over the course of the past couple of years that have have really had a positive impact. And hopefully this can help you. Maybe these are things you're already doing. Um, And if you've got any tips and pointers that have really made an impact on your mental health, please get in touch, comment on Instagram posts, DM, or send me an email. Um, I absolutely love learning from others, especially from the stream community. So number one, let's talk about morning and evening routine. Now this, of course, is personal to the season I am in. I know a lot of the things that I'm going to mention are not practical, um, especially for the moms out there um, who are quite bound by their routines. Um, I do not experience suicide hour in our household yet. Um, So I'm very fortunate in the evenings with how I can end off my day. So let's start off with the morning. Something that we started implementing actually two years ago is no cell phones in the bedroom. Now, of course, there is a caveat. There is There are terms that like t- times that we, for instance, when I'm on my own or when I'm traveling for work or when my husband's traveling for work, I do tend to have my phone close by just in case for an emergency. But majority of the time and I would say 98% of the time, we do not have cell phones in our bedroom. And we just came to the realization that we were getting so caught up with work and our to-do lists um, and even for entertainment and distractions that our mornings would start off often with checking phones for your schedule for the day, updates, WhatsApps, you name it. And before you know it, we'd be wasting time in bed And the time thief that is your phone um, would suck up all of your time. And I'd always feel yuck or anxious for the day. Um, And I also love what actually, this is something that I can relate to because I completely felt this way before I heard Jay Shetty put it into words. But he's basically saying you're welcoming other people into your bedroom. And I think at the time when I met Rocco, and we were long distancing, that when we were spending time together, it was very important for us to be present in those times and moments, especially in our bedroom, um, 
because before we knew it, like I'd be off again and we wouldn't see each other for a couple of weeks or months or so. Also. So we started implementing this and it's been a life changer. I cannot recommend it more. I know that people have told me in the past, but they keep their phones near to them for an emergency, which is understandable. But at the same time, I slept or I do go to bed. Um, and when I had my phone next to me, it would always be on silent. So I wouldn't wake up in any case if there was an emergency. And if you can keep your phone underneath your bed or in your drawer next to your bed, that was something I did for um, years before I started leaving my phone outside the actual bedroom. And the just that peace of mind of being able to wake up in the morning, have a glass of like a cup of tea, have your coffee in bed and have that time with your partner or if you're alone and when I'm alone and he's not here, just having those mindful mornings really sets me up for a day, I would say, with less anxiety. Some days anxiety does, of course, appear, but those mornings when I used to have my phone, no doubt I'd start off anxious. And even worse would be like if I had coffee in bed, it would just add fuel to the fire and I'll be jittery on the go, a little bit of verbal diarrhea and just ready to go, 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 go. So morning routine, I won't go into too much detail, but it starts off quiet time. Um, we've actually gone, I wouldn't say we don't have tech in our, in our bedroom, um, we're big fans of having a, a certain temperature in our bedroom. So having things like the aircon on and recently, uh, giving into purchasing an Alexa, like a, um, uh, Hey Google, what is the other term? Anyways, device in our bedroom and Alexa is used for our alarm. Um, and also for prompting meditation music in the evenings and in the mornings. So she is frustrating sometimes. There've been times that she doesn't bloody well go off when the alarm goes off and you're half asleep and you're like, Alexa, off. And then it just puts you in such a foul start for the day. Damn technology. But yeah, over the years, I have become more open to tech and, and incorporating it into my life. Um, I was very anti it, but I can't deny the inevitable of how times are changing and it's been really really awesome to have this um, soothing music in the mornings and in the evenings um yeah been a been a quite a, a shift in our moods um so that's morning routine and then nighttime routine um will also have Alexa playing meditation music and reading. Now, I went through years of not picking up a book or purchasing a book and reading a couple of pages and getting cutful and moving on to the next book or just not completing it. And so I've tried to get like embrace that discomfort in the evenings when you're actually wanting to sit on your phone and, and watch something funny in bed and, and doze off. Um, I've replaced that with reading and that has really helped me switch off. Even if I read the same page five times over, it's still not, first of all, having a blue screen in front of me, which we all know um, interrupts your ability to go to bed, but also just zoning out and switching off from the day. 
that's been a game changer. And then I must just add with morning routine as well, I set, um, or we at least set our alarm for an hour earlier so that our mornings are slow starts. So we do gym again, forgive me, but this is just the season that we are at. Um, our alarm goes off at quarter to five. We then sit in bed for anything from 30 minutes to 40 minutes, just having tea, sometimes reading a bit, sometimes having a bit of a chit chat, meditation music playing in the background, and then going off um, to train and, and get the day started. Um, so that's the morning and evening routine. And as I say, it is a season. We have been fortunate in being able to do this for uh, quite a couple of years we're both morning people so I would rather get into bed and read at eight o'clock than stay up really late um, I just don't I, I crash really early and with that said of course there are days and evenings and mornings that are completely not like this and when that that does happen I welcome it like when my family came to visit and my nieces were here I welcomed the 5 a.m wake-ups from them and going to the kitchen and making immediately a coffee just to <laughs> get some energy because with kids yeah I'm, I'm I'm not trained so the energy does get um, depleted quite quickly made coffee made muffins made breakfast with them so that's of course just where I am at and that is number one that has been helping me is your morning and, and evening routine and being able to switch off um, and do things that are that are helping my mental health. Then number two, this is something that I'll be very honest about. We hear people r recommending this all the time, but it's not, I don't do it frequent enough. Um, but when I do do it and when I'm really struggling, when I feel my mental health is at like, I'm really feeling vulnerable, I'm feeling lonely, I'm feeling very sad and I can't sort of snap out of this, this low vibration mood. Then I turn to journaling, meditation and breath work. So I mentioned those three things as one pointer because I dabble in them. I find a lot of comfort um, and mental clarity when journaling and writing. I've got a book that, oh, I've got so many actually. I started, like if I reflect back, I started keeping a diary when I was still in school. Um, it's frightening to read some of the things that I wrote, but nevertheless, um, I'd hardly ever, ever go back to read what was written. But it's just always, I, I suppose, been such a therapeutic way for me to put down my thoughts and to realize you know my to-do list that's in my mind is really not as overwhelming as I'm making it out to be or the feelings that I'm feeling it's just temporary and I shouldn't be as reactive but I do have Italian blood in me so the reactiveness does appear quite often so anyways those things are super super beneficial um, meditation wise I'm not really, I'm not going to say I'm not really good at it because you'll get your gurus telling you it's not about being good. It's just about practicing and you're not always going to have a good meditation session. But um, one of the sort of tools that I use that have been very helpful is the app Calm. Um, absolutely love that app. And I dabble in and out of meditations on the app using that as a, as a prompt and a guide. Um, and even their story time 
um, uh, what do you call it, episodes or um, are really helpful. I actually, um, sometimes when I leave my phone outside of the room, it can still connect to uh, Alexa on Bluetooth and I can play some of those meditations in the evening if I'm really struggling to fall asleep. Then, so that's number two. Then number three, massive change in my life the past six months has been upping the amount of times I go for walks. Walk and talk therapy. There's a reason why that exists, um, even if it's just me going on solo walks with my wild dog. It has been such a shift in getting mental clarity, um, not compulsive overeating when I'm emotionally stressed, because that's definitely something that I do is, or not just stressed is just, I can, can quickly get into, I absolutely love food, love, 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 do not restrict me or mess with my meals. And so I can often get into those stages of like overeating and when I'm in my head, and something that I've implemented more often is daily walks, even on those, t especially in the evenings when I really don't feel like it, is going for a walk with Enzo. Um, and again, this is just the season that I'm in that I'm able to do the afternoon walks in a safe area where I live, whereas previously um, living in Seapoint and evenings, I wouldn't necessarily go walk late at night when it's dark on my own, not just for safety, but there's so many bloody hills. Yeah, yeah, it's it's flat, completely flat. So, yeah, that is it's such a. I feel like it's such a privilege being able to have the option of walking in the mornings and the evenings and feeling safe. And yeah, I suppose that's just where where we live. Things are yeah, and the season that I'm in, the walking has been huge in terms of letting me breathe it out. Just let the full uh, form of meditation to be honest um and my absolute best are the evenings that we have an early dinner and myself and Rocco and Enzo just go for a slow walk even if it's just 2k's even if it's just a k it really helps me like switch off from from work and move uh, over into an evening relaxing routine Okay, so then I'm going to mix my number four and my number five, because number four, yeah, I can go into quite a bit of detail when it comes to that. Um, so number five is a digital cleanup, um, not just very short and very brief. What's helped me is I, for a very, very long time, have had multiple tabs open on my computer, um, the same with my phone post-its, notepad, like everything lying around on my desk with these gazillions of reminders of everything that's on my to-do list. So when it comes to a digital cleanup, something that I do quite often is I do things from even as small as going onto my phone and clearing old photos and videos or things that are like screen grabs of unnecessary things. Deleting that, putting apps and things on my phone into folders, cleaning up a bit, so that when I'm going on my phone, I'm really conscious of what p picks up immediately. Um, I haven't had notifications on my emails or on social media. Gosh, I think it's been almost like four years. 
Um, even though I w- there was a period where I was quite reliant on social media, um, being on top of social media for work, I just made sure that like notifications, it just, it completely distracts me. Even with my um, smartwatch, I don't have notifications go, on, go onto my watch. Recently, when I upgraded my watch, it automatically would sync to my phone. And I just, that little vibration on my wrist, I was going like, I was getting the jitters of how like, annoying this was I don't know how people do it because yeah just like a phone call vibration anything coming through on my my watch would just like set me off and distract me that's the main reason why I don't have those notifications um I go into my emails to check my emails and then also I uh, work my butt off during the day and I have got access to my emails on my laptop so I just want to make sure that I'm not distracted is the biggest word after hours or in my time or when I'm wanting to have lunch um, by, you know, these notifications on my phone or on my watch. Now, of course, this is just personal to me. Um, I've got friends who are in businesses where they can't, they, they can't not be connected, um, but there are ways around it and setting sort of structure around it because I don't believe we should constantly be connected on all these different devices because, uh, we are, gosh, it's information overload already. Um, yeah, when it even comes to Instagram or social media, different platforms, I'm so strict with going on there with a purpose. I know I've chatted about this before, but like I, I use those channels for marketing. Even my personal accounts, I'm using it for marketing. So if something's coming up for a launch, for instance, with FitMom and we're doing like fitness challenges, my uh, posting is more frequent and I go on there a bit more frequent. I'm a bit strategic with knowing that people, the people that are viewing my stories and my posts um, are busy like taking taking into account what's happening. So I'm really strategic with what I post um, and putting out a certain perception out there, of course, still staying true and authentic to me, um, but, but around these campaigns and things that I'm launching. So I really leverage those social media tools. And then something that I know so many of you probably can relate to is having like gazillions of tabs I don't know why I keep saying gazillion sound like a little teenager um is having like multiple tabs open on your laptop um that I've completely changed I now um have yeah not multiple tabs but what I've now done is I've got different windows for the different businesses I'm invested in so for instance I'll have a window open for stream and there'll be three tabs on there but it will all be related so categorized so when I do these digital cleanups I'm not completely overwhelmed with having 20 or 30 or 40 tabs open and now this is like this is something that the hurdle that I had to get over because I was so in fear that I'd forget about something on my to-do list despite it being like written down that if I closed a tab it wouldn't be done but actually in retrospect the the opposite has happened and it's happened when my computer for instance the batteries died and I put my computer back on and um I don't have any of my tabs open and I know you can recover and reopen the same tabs but instead of doing that you quickly realize oh wait a minute it's like it's such a mental thing like not seeing all those tabs opening and opening okay look I'm going to open up one window one or two tabs and do one action at a time and then I'm going to close that and move on to the next so those are the sorts of little practices that I do quite regularly and um, just from a digital cleanup point of view, um, even changing things like the screen saver on my phone 
to influence when I pick up my phone, like a happy memory or positive memory or holidays coming up and to put like a little, you know, photo up there of a, a previous holiday to remind me that, you know, just push through the next holidays around the corner. Um, yeah, I think these are things that happen because I freaking overanalyze so many things and I'm constantly trying to figure out like why am I mentally down, what's happening and like Rocco often thinks that I overcomplicate things but with that said, I feel like I have a lot of stages of like real peace of mind, knowing myself better. Um, okay, let's just move on to the last one because this is a biggie. Um, okay, so I must, a little disclaimer, while I am recording this, I am not pregnant. Um, and the reason why I say that is because there are three things, particularly two things, that I've limited um, for the past almost going on two months. And you're going to immediately jump to the conclusion that, oh, I'm only doing it because I'm pregnant. And that is no caffeine or alcohol. Um, and then I'd say limiting sugar. And I'll tell you why. But that has been huge so I've done stints before where I think last year I did six weeks without alcohol because I had like holiday after holiday and we know like driving around the last holiday day before I did the six weeks of no alcohol was Namibia and it was just the absolute best like every single day driving these long roads and driving the dunes and having beers and stopping along the side and making a little scuttle and having more beer. And anyways, um, that, that six weeks, I remember it being really, really necessary, especially because it was a period that I was really, really stressed. And even then, six weeks without alcohol, I still remember being quite anxious during that time. So it was definitely a buildup pre giving up alcohol that had accumulated and almost like six weeks of alcohol wasn't enough. I should have probably at the time done more things like what I'm doing now um, to really reset my my body physically and my mind. So the reason why I have given up um, caffeine and alcohol for the past almost two months is because I just got to a point where turn 36 and I really, really want to look after my physical health. And I'm finally in an environment where I don't have too many distractions. It's also been winter, not a lot of social occasions. So I don't have as much temptation. And I really wanted to just look at what I can do from a health point of view to get more mental clarity and to be have the most productive two months that I could have so first of all alcohol was the one thing that I knew would be you know a game changer and I before like completely stopping cold turkey I'd still have like a glass of red wine on an evening maybe two nothing too extreme and then I completely cut it out and now going on two months I cannot tell you how amazing I feel of course I don't feel the inflammation in my body that's also thankfully because I, I limit sugar a hell of a lot um, that's not to say I do not have sweet things uh, I love baking and making things with alternative sort of sweetness when it comes to like honey or even maple syrup or whatever it may be um, but I'm also not ignorant in saying that I don't eat refined sugars because I do eat out I do eat at friends and there's sugar and spices there's sugar in so many things but yeah sugar and I do not do well 
have a bit of a come down afterwards and also like my friends will joke because I'm also one of those like give me a chuckle or two and I'll finish the bag and they're like jeepers you should just have more sugar in your house and then you won't do this and I'm like no even if I have sugar in my house I'll still do this because it's addictive you people just don't realize how addictive it is um so yeah that's the that's the sugar part of things that's definitely me helping with my inflammation but the alcohol and having that mental clarity on a Monday after a weekend of being literally that I don't know how else to describe it. Like my vocab can't stretch that far this morning, but that clarity for work, not feeling overwhelmed, not feeling anxious and not feeling reactive. That has been huge. That has been like huge I just to put it into perspective how I would feel after alcohol even if not drinking too much would be a bit angsty a bit and the next day after alcohol my body would always crave things like I'd I'd start eating things and I wouldn't stop because I'd constantly looking be looking for something else from a nutritional point of view to feed myself and to feed me mentally like I'd be looking for sugars and overindulge in certain like foods and like with even if we had a sourdough bread like one or two slices is not enough like whole day after alcohol I would just continuously eat and then of course I feel super sluggish the day after and it's like this ripple effect um so yeah I, I can go on about the the side effects that I've had or like since giving up alcohol I'm not saying I'm giving up alcohol for forever I just really wanted to especially with work and having these big big product projects in the pipeline I really wanted to see how I could be more productive um how I could upskill that was a big thing and since not having alcohol and getting enough sleep like that's a little disclaimer there I know so many um people like especially new parents um or even existing parents don't don't get enough sleep but like that combo is like getting enough sleep and now I'll tell you why I wasn't drinking coffee or haven't been drinking coffee I also oh love coffee I love just the smell of coffee it's like a drug to me I can wake up in the morning have a glass of good quality coffee um a glass nochal, a mug or a cup, whatever, of coffee, and I'll be on the next level machine productivity. I will get so many things done. I'll also have multiple tabs open at the same time and be ticking things off like left, right, and center. And so I do know that coffee often just gives me this oomph and Last year, I couldn't give up coffee because I found that when I didn't have coffee for a week, I was in such a low and sort of depressive mood for continuous like mornings waking up that I started reintroducing coffee just for that pickup. So of course, it's dependent on where you are at. But if you are able to give it up, alcohol and coffee and you you try it out for at least 21 days, it is incredible how fiery and positive and enthusiastic and just all around good your metabolism feels good you don't have that all these like little niggles and issues that come with you know drinking too much caffeine and alcohol and inflammatories it just feels so good to be able to end off the weekend and start off a monday without that 
negative feeling of a Monday of like, oh, my to-do list or, oh, I feel anxious. I'm not going to get to anything today. And the sort of crazy thing is that I realized since I've been in this bubble of being able to give up those things without too many, like too much temptation and distractions, it's crazy to think of my life when I am back in the city with all my friends, my loved ones, or on holiday with everyone, how quickly you're consuming alcohol without really you know, analyzing whether it's something you want to do or more something you're just doing to follow the crowd or to snap out of your emotional state. I remember doing that very often. Um, and I'm not saying again that I'm giving up alcohol for life. I'll still have the, the, the default when I go back to the city of, you know, not really feeling in the mood for a drink after being on your third day of holiday with friends, but then, you know, grabbing a beer or Aperol and getting back into it. So I do know that does happen, but if you are in like a mental health sort of situation where you are very low and, you know, sad more often than happy and anxious and life just feels heavy and your to-do list feels endless, then limiting your caffeine and your sugar and cutting out alcohol for me has been a game changer, an absolute game changer. Um, yeah, I think a big thing as well with the caffeine has been like not being as reactive. Um, and I missed that fiery sitting down and like getting all these things done. But at the same time, since giving it up for such a long period, my body is able to get into that state naturally without a stimulant. So some mornings I feel so energetic. And if I had to have coffee on top of that, I would be like bouncing off the walls but I'm able to do just as much because now my body doesn't need, is not reliant on that stimulant. Um, so that's, yeah, that's a biggie. And, and being able to then sit down, not be reactive and do task for task, not stressed and overwhelmed because we know that doesn't produce the best like quality work, but actually sitting down and being productive um, in a, a slower, more state of where you at without this this influence of a stimulant um and then just lastly as well why that's been a game changer is because i absolutely love my exercise and often in the mornings you know you mentally pushing yourself through you're pushing through just to um, go exercise, but when you don't have that stimulant and that that kicker from a from a caffeine fix, you actually can analyze: Do I have the energy today, or am I just going to sleep in? And that's one little thing that I'll last like, like end off on: is if I wake up in the morning and I'm so fatigued and tired, I choose lying in and sleep over exercise. Like, yeah, that's just what works for me, and I know I'll always go get back into exercise if I had to have like a week or two off and I'm sick or I don't have that like guilt or stress that I had in my teens because I always go back to exercise I absolutely love it it will always be incorporated in my life and I want to take a more gentle approach to how I incorporate it in my life okay that was a mouthful I don't even know how long I've been chit-chatting for this might have been like a half an hour but Hopefully you can take some nuggets from it. Maybe not. Um, if you made it to the end of this episode, thanks so much. And if you enjoyed it, um, or if you enjoy any of the other stream episodes, 
please do me a massive favor, do a little shout out on social media or share, like if that's too much, because that is a lot to ask, share this episode with your friends, family, loved ones, um, and don't forget to subscribe and keep, keep an eye out for our next episode. Thanks guys. Bye.